Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Bug Eyes Rock Pop Rambles. I was going to do a rap, but I've just suddenly gone really shy. <laughs> what do you mean you were going to do a rap? What rap were you going well, to do? Well, remember, remember I was saying as in like when we say what the show's actually about, um, you know, that it's a music <laughs> what, podcast. You, you, I was, you prepared a rap? It was, it was silly. I'm too shy now. Oh, please do, do it. it. So I'm just, I'm just going to read it like a poem now. No, not. please do it. Too, please. Oh, maybe I'll do it for your birthday next year, Kelly. <laughs> Please do it. If you're too embarrassed by it, you can always cut it out. So why not do it? No. I'm right, so Rock Pop Rambles <laughs> is a music trivia show. And actually, if you want to hear that rap, come over to Patreon and and join us. And I'll I'll happily um, rap for your one pound or one dollar or whatever it is donation. <laughs> There you go. If there was ever a reason to become a patron, there it is right there to hear Angela There you go. Patreon.com slash slap slash (laughs) bug eye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I can't speak. Okay, so let's start the show again. Welcome to Bug Eye's Rock Pop Rambles. Um, I'm Angela from the band Bug Eye and I'm joined... Sorry, I was too. I was too keen then. Normally, there's like an awkward gap. I know. I normally, normally, I go, and I'm joined by <laughs> silence, tumbleweed, and distance. Well, I am Kerry from the band Bug Eye. I am Kerry. Yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, we should have just <laughs> pretended to be each other. Yeah, I mean, I feel like by now people probably know our voices. Possibly, quite possibly. Well, this is the music podcast that is more a kind of talk show than a playing lots of music show. So each week we come armed with a story from rock or pop or another genre, actually. But we do actually play a little bit of music and it's new music by either a band we've recently discovered or a band that, you know, we just think that you that you should probably hear about. So this this week... I mean, we decided to just mix things up and it's not its not just any one story, it's a theme. There's a theme of the show. Um, Kerry, do you want to explain the theme? Uh, sure, I can explain the theme. We decided that we would talk about our favourite songs about transport. Transport? Transport. I really, like, I doubted myself as I said it. Is it like, and then it came out weird. I was like, is it transport? Trans- I don't know what happened. It, it just came out not quite how Depends I if you're doing like a Margaret Thatcher impression, it'd be transport. <laughs> transport. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a word to me anymore. We've only just started. And I, the word transport doesn't sound like a word to me anymore. I know. I, I used a train for the first time in four months. Did you? Um, yeah, and I had a bit of a drama with it all. I Tell have to me say. what happened. Right. Well, okay, so today I took my bike on the train, got off at London Bridge and cycled um, to the Royal Docks. It's about sort of like 30, 40 minutes sort of bike ride. All fine. The day spent in the sunshine with um, a friend of mine who's a photographer called Emma. We were doing a kind of photo shoot thing um, 
Not of me. <laughs> I was going to say. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> that's why I put that in. It wasn't, I just decided it to take myself to the bizarre, like, photo shoot of you as about to appear on social media. Posed by City Airport <laughs> and like, yeah, there's me with a plane, not taking off. Trying to become it's, a social media influencer or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that at all. Um, no, we had a, had a really nice day doing um, some work. But yeah, so that was great. So anyway, cycling back and um, I got to London Bridge and I went through the barriers and I'd used my phone to tap in and I'm sure people can do this in every country now, use your phone to Mm -hmm. kind of pay for transport. So I went through the barriers and my phone died and I was like, oh, for God's sake, I won't never, you know, I'll, I'll just pay off my card at the other side. So I got on the train, got to East Croydon only to work out that I didn't have my bank card with me. Classic so Angela. So I, I, I had no means of paying, oh, and I no. went up to a guard. I went up to three different guards, and, and then I had to borrow someone's phone charger and then beg the office to let me charge really? my phone because I didn't want to get fined. Um, yeah. And anyway, I, I lived to tell the tale. Yeah, I but got that through is barriers, quite, that's and quite, I wasn't fined. That's quite a palaver, though. I know, I know. And especially because it was like I'd promised I'd pick Beth up from nursery. Yeah. And this was at like quarter to five and I have to pick her up at five o'clock. I'm like, phone, just hurry up and charge. Yeah. I was going, Has it come on yet? They're like, no, no, it's not on yet. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, visions <laughs> of this poor little little child feeling orphaned. <laughs> Waiting to be picked up. Left, left in the cold. Left alone. Yeah. She wouldn't have noticed, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, what did you get up to today? Mm, what did I get up to today? I played tennis in the scorching heat and sun, um, which was all right, but it's too hot to play tennis. And then had some drinks in a park, because that's what people do these days, and then cycled back, and then doing this. That's pretty much been my day. So you drinking... You're drinking on your own. You played tennis, which was really squash against you <laughs> by yourself. Yeah, because I don't have it. And then friends. sat on a park bench. Just because you weren't there, brown Angela, paper I do have other friends. <laughs> I know that you don't believe me, but it's true. <laughs> I know that you think that you are the centre of my world, but uh, I do have yeah. other friends who I hang out no, with I know, sometimes. I know. You. Sometimes, when you're allowed. <laughs> when you let me. <laughs> So today's theme is all about transport. Um, <laughs> Regretting that one so badly already. <laughs> but fun songs that feature, feature tra- I can't even say it now, that feature things like cars and planes and trains. My, and- mine aren't all necessarily fun. Some of mine are quite serious songs. Well, I think I'm quite limited on on facts, actually. So, you haven't put the hours in today. Well, no. Somehow, I've managed. I've got three pages of research, <laughs> but very. I'm not really saying all that all that much. Um, but you know what? I'm going to do just 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 to carry on the tip of um, wanting to to be like. Uh, a human trivial pursuit and have lots of random facts I'm storing up for my pub my future pub quiz uh-huh. um, I'm gonna tell you a fact now Kerry go on tell me did you know the earliest known evidence of horse riding <laughs> dates back to 4000 BC 
Didn't know that. There you go. I do now. Yep, I bet that comes up in pub quizzes <laughs> all the time, that one. Yeah, I've never seen that question on a pub quiz, if I'm honest. <laughs> what What is the okay. evidence? Wait, do we, what is the evidence? Oh, I, do I, don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. It's probably going to be like a kind of like a drawing <laughs> somewhere of someone <laughs> sitting on a horse, isn't it? I suppose really? so, yeah. Cave painting. Um, I didn't quite... I didn't quite get this one. Okay. All right. And I promise we'll go on to some music, actual songs in a minute. Until 1930, anyone riding a bike in the UK was officially obliged to ring the bell all the time. All the time. That's interesting. Like, all the time. So you just had to ride and constantly ring the bell. Would it surely, surely would, you, would it not make if that was the case? Would it not make more sense to just make bikes that made a noise? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. You'd get like your little thumb going away. You'd get like repetitive strain. Yeah, injury. for sure. Like, I mean, if you do that now, everyone just will just think you're a dick. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, I just mm, mm, is all left to say about that. Really. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe people were just really unobservant. So, who do you want to go first with a song? Can do. You've got like about fifty billion. Don't, I you? don't have fifty I billion. Think. I have five or six. That's yeah, <laughs> close, close. It might feel like that by the end well, of it. Well, there is that. Well, okay, cool. Uh, which one should I start with? Let's. She's start googling. She hasn't with... done any research. <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm going to start with Fast Car. By Tracy Chapman. Good choice. One of my favourite songs. Absolutely love it. Um, it was released on April 6th, 1988. It peaked at number six in the US Billboard Hot 100 and it reached number four in the UK singles charts. So it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it also helped her win three Grammys, including Best New Artist the following year. Um, yeah. The song is basically about kind of a realistic story of a working poor woman trying to escape the cycle of poverty so it's not really about a car at all which i feel is a theme with our songs about transport is that for the most part they're not actually got anything to do with the method of like transport that's sort of mentioned in uh, the song. all of mine do kerry do they? i could My- have gone for the cool <laughs> songs like you but i stuck to, to being you know to the brief well you know me i can't help but go rogue um so the song uh, is basically narrated by a young woman who drops out of school to help her alcoholic father and dreams of escaping it all in the automobile of her equally destitute partner um so it's a song that i think is like sort of seems to have been gaining a new relevance again now and i think it's one of those songs that keeps becoming relevant again and again you know the current sort of situation we're in of moving into a time of much higher unemployment um, and so on. It's a song that sort of resonates again and it's been covered over and over and over again for that reason as well. It's kind of like one of those Mm -hmm. songs that's like a standard now, you know, that so many people have performed. Um, And something that um, I thought was interesting about it is that it's not actually a very typical song to have sort of been a hit Um, in the sense that, so the the producer remembers that when they were, you know, sort of recording the song, the, the Chapman's label, Electra, 
um, uh, were asking him to trim it down because the chorus doesn't come until after three verses into the song, which obviously is kind of unusual for like a radio hit, right? Especially in the 80s. Um, so it was kind of going against everything that was happening at the time on pop radio and they wanted the chorus sooner. And so they spent like two weeks working on it and trying different things, um, but it just didn't work in any other way. Because the sort of the nature of the lyrics and the story is that like it has to build the story and then it kind of explodes into the chorus. Um, so in the uh, and it has this great impact because of that. So in the end, they managed to stick to their guns and keep it as it was. Um, and obviously the label were wrong because it, it totally worked that way and was a hit that way. Well, I think we've become really obsessed with first chorus, first chorus. Yeah. Which is pretty much how I write. But um, but. Well, most bands, most artists, most songs. That's but, yeah, that's you know, what it is. it's well, exactly. But it's it's a craft song. I not mean to sound like a wanker, but you know, people that are really good at storytelling with songs. I I don't feel like you know, if the lyrics are that great, you don't you don't need to follow some sort of pop formula. Yeah, for it. a good song is a good song, right? Exactly. It's, uh, yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant song. I think it it's a song that has been covered so many times and will continue to be covered. It's sort of, yeah, like I say, one of these like standard standards, if you like, in sort of the yeah. our songbook, if you like, as a society. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it's and it is I mean, the car is quite important to the song because it's about escaping in a car. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like well, I mean. Like when I said that all my songs, are, you know, are about <laughs> transport, it's not, I travel to work in my car and I travel home in my car. You know, it's just not, you know, they just mention cars, some of them. Yeah. Exactly. Or do they? I haven't, I haven't, I'm not, Maybe not revealing not. anything yet. <laughs> so, so anyway, have you got, have you got a song about a car? Let's stick on the car theme for a bit. Do you have a, Actually, you have a car related I song? I want to switch, I want to switch it up. Go on then. I do want to switch it up. And I want to go with, I'm going to start with the greatest form of transport that was ever, ever, ever invented. What's, do you know what that is? I do not. Why don't you tell me? Is it? Legs. I was about, I was, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say walking. <laughs> I was literally where I was going to go. Walking. Walking. Yeah, your legs. Totally, They're totally, great, aren't they? 100% agree. Yep. So I am going to talk really briefly about the proclaimers i'm gonna be 500 miles which wedding classic mm-hmm. i think it's played every wedding it is always on at some kind of house party in the early hours or or a club where they've decided to chuck something in really cheesy Get everyone and singing. everyone everyone knows like literally one line <laughs> in that song it's all you need to know Ah, hundred miles, and and then it sort of trails off, and people go, "I don't, I don't know what they say <laughs> after that." But anyway, the Proclaimers, if you don't know, were identical. To, were they still are alive? Um, are identical <laughs> twins? They were born on the fifth of March in nineteen sixty-two, and are best known for the song that I just mentioned. Although they have released, which I didn't know this, ten studio albums. Um, and that, that the first one came out in 1987, and they're still they're still putting out music ten now. Studio all, albums. Ten studio albums. I could yeah. I could not name a single other song by them. No, ten but albums. 
10, 10 albums. <laughs> They've also had um, three compilation albums. So, like, I don't know, must be like the best of. But, you know, is it the best of? The best, who, who's deciding? Who is buying all of these albums? Who, who are like, well, the, well, who are the closet, like, massive proclaimers fans? <laughs> like, I d- I d- well, they were they were huge. They were actually quite but who, quite big in the eighties. Yeah, but who do you know who like has a Proclaimers album? I I don't know well, anyone. I, d- I don't. Well, I do. Don't you know. have a Proclaimers album? No, no. I had to think about that then. I don't, no, I do you don't. Know what I mean, I really don't. like for them to like yeah. have had that much material. I I can't. I own that song. I think I know loads. But like, I think everyone's got. You probably don't. But I think everyone has that song somewhere. <laughs> no, I've definitely got it somewhere. I've covered that song before in a band. It's one of those songs. I wish you wrote it. Well, actually, I wish I wrote it because it's genius. It is genius. Um, and, uh, yeah, so as well as their three compilation albums, they also have a DVD. Yeah. What, other, what other hits did they have, Kerry? Well, you don't I know, haven't do got you? a clue. Letter, Letter <laughs> from America. Never heard of it. Yeah, that went in at number three in 1987, yeah. Fair play. I like I like the description of this. It's a, the song is about being devoted to a woman and wanting to spend the rest of your life with her. So original, <laughs> and it's all sung in a Scottish accent. <laughs> but actually, I do have an interesting fact. Go on then. Kind of. Anyway, um, in the line it says, "I'm going to be the one havering." Uh, it means babbling. All right, that's what that word means. But however, several US radio stations initially refused to play the song as they thought Havering meant something much more naughty. And then there was an FBI investigation that went on for a few... There wasn't. I was going to say, I don't think that that's true. <laughs> there, there was, that, that last bit's not true. That was me. That was me trying to... See if you could convince you know, me. Test, test our listeners to see if they'd recognise that storyline. Yeah, of, see if people uh, are, yeah, are listening to all the episodes or just dipping in and out. Yeah, so um, there's there's a, a typical dance that people tend to do with "I'm going to be 500 miles." It's you know people tend to it's just marching, to march, isn't it? <laughs> marching is with it. Is there anything else? And then no, it's fist pumping. Oh, in the chorus. fair enough. Fist pumping. There you go. So if you hear that song. And you want to be part of the gang, the cool gang. March, um, there's that. That's fist pump. the yeah. March and but only fist pump in the chorus. Only in the chorus. If it's if like, you fi- if you will walk. If you fist pump in the verses, everyone will think you're a dick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like you have to show your determination in the chorus that you are going to walk those five hundred <laughs> miles. There's lots of fist shaking and uh, yeah. But um, no, I mean I I think it's a fantastic pop song. And there's a reason why it's kind of, say, stood the test of time, like, but that's still kind of a favourite for kind of cheesy compilations and radio stations and, and is played because everyone does know it and it is just a bit of a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure I would walk 500 miles. I cycled 10 today <laughs> in the heat and that was enough yeah. for me. Walking 500 um, yeah, I mean, I would do it. I, I'm a fan of a good long walk. 500 miles. Yeah, I mean, not like in a day. I don't even think that would be possible in a day. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> how fast are you walking? <laughs> but like, I, I would take that on as a challenge. Maybe maybe we could we could do that. Sponsor Kerry to do 500 miles and you could raise money for the next Bug Eye album. We'll just sit at home. <laughs> we'll tweet about Just send it. me out on my own. <laughs> 
<laughs> off you go. Just off you go. Check in once a week to make sure I haven't died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do my next song really quickly, and then you can duck in All with right, another on, one. Then. Just sticking, sticking on the 500 theme. This next song is about a car. It's about a Fiat 500. And it was by a band called Lush. And, uh, yeah, this there, there's no, like, real funny story about this. And I don't really have a huge amount of information. But Lush were a band that, that kind of... They formed back in 1987. They were a sort of kind of uh, shoegaze indie band. But they're a little different from the normal sort of Britpop set I suppose I think they were a bit sort of cooler actually than that um but that doesn't mean cool wankers it just it it means they were just they were just cool they didn't didn't seem to really fit in with with anything else that was going on but their songs were absolutely cracking they had three studio albums and um the song 500 shake baby shake is about a Fiat 500 car and the lyrics are like Shake, baby, shake, you know I can fit you in my arms. Break, baby, break, take me in with all your charms. I've never been inside you, but you're so alluring. <laughs> they call you Little Mouse by name in Rome and Turing. I mean, that was the nickname of, of that car, right. right? But it sounds a bit sexy, it does, yeah. doesn't it? But, um, <laughs> yeah, my, my sister had, and, and we're not talking about the remake version of the Fiat 500, which is all cool, sleek and retro. We're talking about the, the tiniest little car uh, I think probably ever made my sister Anne had had one and I remember sitting in the back seat and I couldn't even put my feet on the floor well it's just like in a little ball in the back um but I just I just I think it was Claudia Schiffer who um Schiffer whatever however you pronounce her name supermodel yeah she she had one of those and you know I, I don't know how she even would fit in that <laughs> to drive like she probably had to have the front seats taken out and sat in the back, in the back. and even then <laughs> even then it was a squash it's tiny car google it but yeah there you go that was my uh song number <laughs> Love two it. perfect right on with the show I, go on, i'm Harry. gonna talk about my i'm gonna i'm gonna do my, my favorite one i found out about of my list um in terms of just having the best story around it which is bicycle race by queen Excellent. I was re- I was really hoping if I paused there, you might sing it. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. And a story about that. My sister Rachel, who is the biggest wind-up merchant on the planet, when I'd been naughty and my mum um, said, right, that's it, you're not going out and playing on your bike. Um, and she locked it in the shed at the side of the house so I couldn't get to it. All my sister Rachel kept singing <laughs> was that fucking song. Brilliant. I love it. So, Bicycle Race. Um, Freddie Mercury wrote the song in France after watching the Tour de France Bicycle Race ride by his hotel, which is not a particularly shocking thing to learn. Makes total sense. You might write a song about a bicycle race after watching a bicycle race. Well, no, I don't don't think, you know, I've seen bicycle races and I've not put pen to paper. Never been driven to to write a song about it. Well, maybe you will next time. Um, So it was released as a double A-side single together with the song Fat Bottomed Girls. Um, And wherever Queen played, bicycle shops sold out of the bells. um, Well, not the bells, sold out of bells. um, 
because they were all bought. It's because people were still still required to continue. <laughs> because this was bells. before so the bells were worn out. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, because they would all be bought up by fans who would bring them to shows to ring them during the song. I think if anyone went to that effort for any of our songs, we'd be pretty happy about it, wouldn't we? <laughs> um, and uh, even better than that. So for the music, have you seen the music video? I didn't know about this. Yes. So for the music video, um, they staged a bicycle race around Wimbledon Stadium um, where they hired 65 professional female models uh, to race nude um, in the stadium and then used it for the video. So the original video sort of like blurred out the nudity, but even though they did that, mm-hmm. um, it was still age, it's age restricted on YouTube now and it was banned in several countries, um, the video. Um, so they rented 65 bicycles for the race um, mm. and the rental company, when they found out what the bikes were going to be used for, refused to take the bikes back unless the band paid for new seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a photo from the race is used as the cover for the single um, and, image, and uh, yeah, and images are used in the video um, and the... The album contained a poster of the women in the bicycle race, but it was left out of some copies um, to stores that didn't want to carry it. Um, but fans could still mail order the poster if they wanted to. Um, and then for the US release um, of the single, and for yeah, for some of the the copies of the single, which is like a picture of just like a woman, the back of a woman nude on the bike, right? A bikini bottom was added to the cover of the single for some places um, and in the US some even added a bra as well which I found odd because you could only see the back of her so they, I guess they just added like a strap it would, does like it, why does it matter like who cares like, people are strange um, and uh, at a 1978 concert in Madison Square Garden they recreated the video by having women with very little clothing ride bicycles around the stage but um, but I love the, the fact that the rental company made them replace all the seats <laughs> I mean, I would probably ask the same. I mean, to be, often to be cl- honest, after clean the seats, like I feel like riding a bicycle nude would be uncomfortable. I don't think it's going to be much different from riding it with a pair of like pants on, really. <laughs> well, I wouldn't ride I a mean, bicycle with pants either. <laughs> no, but my point is like having like some fabric in between. I don't think that I don't think like your clothes are cushioning your ass. I suppose. Yeah. Well, to be, to be honest, I'm saying that because my ass really hurts today <laughs> after so many speed bumps yeah. going over them on the, what's supposed to be like a kind of super cycle highway or whatever. And it's just still loads of bloody speed bumps everywhere. And Yeah, speed bumps are not yeah. your friend on a bicycle. Right. Do you want to do another one or do you want to play some music? Well, maybe I'll play some music. So... I have for you an alternative rock band hailing from across the south and based in Guildford uh, who are Mm -hmm. called Hyla. So since forming in 2015, they've evolved into an outfit committed to their craft of emotional modern rock. Through their cathartic instrumentals and potent vocals, they turn disillusionment into something to jump around to. So uh, the song that I've got is their latest single, uh, which is called Dumb. And here it is. Spoke up more in this place, it would hurt less 
Or say nothing at all Simply the way we were made The mind is a funny thing Especially when it's not used And all we ever seem to do Is search for different forms of abuse That was Dumb by Hyla. Um, and I just feel like I want to give a shout out to a fellow female drummer because I like having the, the opportunity to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, the drummer Libby um, in that band uh, is absolutely fab. Big fan. I thought I had a very sort of, um, like the Proclaimers, a, a fist pumping <laughs> chorus. You sound so old right now. <laughs> I know, I deliberately put that voice on to say that. So, um, no, I thought it was really cool. What a powerful voice. Yeah, really powerful voice. Um, it's huge, it's absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah, huge voice, and I really like the sort of, um, the way they use sort of rhythm, like in the riffs and the instruments and so on. <laughs> so, I like the way they oh, use no, guitars. I, just... I like the way that they, they, <laughs> they have a drum kit. Give me a second. There's words, attempt, it's amazing. To attempt to articulate what I'm trying to say <laughs> before you jump in and make me feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I just mean there's a lot of like doing stuff rhythmically together, right? Like all and mm-hmm. in a way that's very powerful and punchy. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so they are going to be in the studio over the next few weeks um, recording some songs that they've been working on during lockdown. 
Um, and yeah, because having had, you know, all of their gigs cancelled, obviously, like all of us, um, they've had lots of time to focus on writing and they just want to keep creating until we are all finally allowed to dance together again, which is Aww. exactly how I feel, yeah. to be honest. Anyway, do you want to talk about another another song? I love the fact you so clearly have so little. You're like, Kerry, do you want to do you want to go again? Do you want to? <laughs> no, I'm spacing mine out. I'm spacing mine out. Um, cool. Yeah, I'll go. Although I have, oh no, I've got, I've got two, I've got two more. Got two more. So you know. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to talk about next. Just deciding. I'm going to talk about Big Yellow Taxi. Oh, I see. You went for all the cool ones, didn't you? Actually, I've got cool ones on my list. What am I talking about? They're all cool. <laughs> Another brilliant song. Another song that a bit like Fast Car is like a bit of a standard now, right? Like so many bands have covered it. Um. And again, a song that I've heard so many times, but never really thought about in terms of like what it's actually Mm. about. Um, So in a 1996 interview, Mitchell said about the song, "Um, I wrote Big Yellow Taxi on my first trip to Hawaii. I took a taxi to the the hotel. And when I woke up the next morning, I threw back the curtains and saw these beautiful green mountains in the distance. Then I looked down and there was a parking lot as far as the eye could see. And it broke my heart. This blight on paradise. That's when I sat down and wrote the song. So I thought that was interesting as inspiration, if you think about the lyrics. Yeah. Um, And um, so the song is about taking things for granted um, and then missing them when they're gone. Um, And a big part of the song is actually sort of dealing with sort of environmental issues, actually. Mm -hmm. So just a couple of like specific lines from it, what they're about. So the line took all the trees, put them in a tree museum, charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them, um, is about Foster Gardens, which is a place in Waikiki, which is basically a tree museum, which I thought... Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was that... Yeah. So oh, it's about wow. a place that is genuinely a tree museum, which is like such an odd thing to think about. Like, I don't know. Do you not think that that just shows like how fucked up things are if we get to a point where like... You, you see trees yeah, in a museum because yeah. they've all been removed from, like, yeah. nature. Kind of terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying, but actually feels like something that will be a reality. Well, that's, what I'm, that's why it's future, so terrifying. Like, there is a place where that's already yeah. a thing. Like, that's so terrifying. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, and then another line, which is, um, put away that DDT now, give me spots on my apples, but leave me the birds and the bees, um, refers to the insecticide DDT, um, which was used on crops. Mm. Um, and uh, the effects of the chemicals were in the news at the time, um, as Americans sort of learned that their food was being con- contaminated. Oh my God, I can't speak. Being contaminated by its use. Um, mm. So, you know, those spotless apples looked great, but held hidden dangers. Um, and yeah, birds and insects um, and fish were all poisoned by it um, and put species in danger, including the bald eagle. And then in 1972, it was banned for most uses. I, it's such, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, okay, so that song, I knew it was about environmental issues and, and things like that, but I thought it was like just in, in gen, like a, a looking at it in a general view and singing about it. I didn't know that there were like, those actual yeah there's really specific thing. references to things yeah, in there, which is yeah. really cool i mean it's such i think it's such a great song lyrically in it general makes it, even, it makes it even better you know really they, they paved that. paradise and put up a parking lot is such a great yeah. lyric in and of itself and then the fact yeah once you know that it's all kind of referring to these really specific things that's big yellow taxi there, there were a few that i wanted to do that 
I don't think there's enough time to do them all. Um, but uh, definitely things like, okay, rock the boat, disco classic. Mm-hmm. Rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. I'm not doing that one. Why not? Um, I wish you had. I want to know more about it. No, I couldn't find any real fun facts about it, really. Yeah, so, to be fair, uh, I like discarded that. a lot. I was like going through trying to see if stuff actually had interesting things to say about it or not. But then there's uh, there's uh, Love Train by the OJs. Banging song. People all over the world join hands. Yeah. Start a love train. I think, I wonder how many people did those in- instructions. <laughs> but, um, people you know. did those instructions? <laughs> I, I, I generally listen. I, you know, I, up, listened, start a love I generally train. listen to songs and take them as like the instructions for my life. Well, exactly. That's, I mean, you know, they said the next stop that we'll make will be soon. Um, you know, tell, sorry, the next story. Okay. Yeah. Tell all the folks in Russia and China, because this was before um, Twitter and things like this. So you actually had to, you know, ask around if you knew any Russians or Chinese people. But tell them, you know, it's time to get on board. We've got to, we've got to do a love train. <laughs> So, so yeah. I don't know why you just reading this out is really cracking me up. You're just saying it was such sincerity in your voice well, and on your face. Well, you can tell that my research <laughs> is such that all I have is just the reading the lyrics go, out in, think, in a special voice. I think you know, it's 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 yeah. It's it, you know, we did like protest songs. This is this is the disco protest song, isn't it? It's like, come on, stand together, yeah. join hands, you know, start a love Maybe, train. I think that's the world needs more <laughs> disco protest songs. To be fair, yeah, and you know, they even say, you know, all all you brothers over in Africa, tell the folks in Egypt and Israel too. Let's, let's and to be fair to them, I think you know, if we did all just do a love train. Hold hands and, um, I don't know, do you have to do an impression of a train while you're doing it? Or... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I've decided that um, I do. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. But, you know, I think, I think you know, Forget Imagine by John Lennon. Um, I think if, we, if we'd all just listened to his song and started a love train um, and let it ride, let it ride, let it ride, people ain't no war. Um <laughs> You know, I think I think the world would, would be a different different Maybe. place. Today. I I always re- I think I think it I would. always I always remember that I once uh, won like a, I can't remember what it was some sort of like poster or art competition or something at school for doing a picture of like an earth with people like holding hands around it and I won, I won it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, do, do you actually want to hear some some details about a proper song? When I say proper song, Love Train, absolutely salute you. A disco salute. You can um, do. I w- with with uh, I, I, I was wondering yeah. whether to. I've also got a train related song. I was wondering whether to, oh, to link into a, another train related song. So, yeah, go on then. Uh, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Crazy. Um, which is um, yet another song that I've covered. I feel like song, songs about transport are like they're hit songs. Like, it's a good road to go down because I've covered most of these songs in bands that we're talking about at some point or other. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're those sorts of songs. Before the song was called Crazy Train, so before they had a title um, and they were working on the music, um, they had the the guitarist um, 
Randy was, had his effects pedal. Um, you know, you know, you like you like a bit of chat about effects pedals. Yeah, you're exactly. Be, don't 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 knock a. a I, I saw pedal you, your ears carry. suddenly sort of like prick up, like oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is now a fascinating Pedal story. Pedal anchors in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he had his um, effects pedal coming through his amp um, with a weird sort of like chugging sound, um, like a phasey kind of psychedelic effect. Um, and so the... I was going to say, so it was broken. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but essentially the chugging sound um, obviously had sort of like a train kind of vibe to it. Um, and apparently, both Ozzy and Randy are massively into trains. Used to collect model trains. Always been train buffs. Never knew that about Ozzy Osbourne. Big train buff. <laughs> no, that's wow. Yeah, apparently, no, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Um, so this is this is a quote from Ozzy Osbourne. So I said, Randy, that sounds like a train, but it sounds nuts. And I said, a crazy train. <laughs> so um while many people believe that it's just sort of like another aussie song about insanity um it's actually about the cold war of all things oh deep so yeah there's evidence in lyrics um like millions of people living as foes one person conditioned to rule and control the media sells it and you live the role heirs of a cold war that's what we've become inheriting troubles i'm mentally numb I don't know that song. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that. It's a great now. song. It's got a banging riff. Um, and uh, my favourite fact about it is that there is a sound at the end of the song, which is the studio engineer saying an egg through an oscillator. Saying an, an egg. egg because apparently Ozzy asked him what he had for breakfast in the morning which is the studio engineer saying an egg through an oscillator in answer to what he had for breakfast I mean, why that morning. Not? Why not? I mean, hopefully he had more than just an egg. <laughs> yeah, just an egg. That's so true. That's, not that's very, a weird... That's not really That's actually filling, a weird response to the question, isn't it? What did you have for breakfast? An egg. Just just a boiled egg? Maybe he was into like hardcore training and he just like had a raw egg or something. <laughs> Maybe. So it wasn't even cooked. Like made a hole and like... <laughs> oh, God, that... That would be awful. That just that just made me. Be a bit, I know. Bit I saw. I saw you have a physical reaction to that. <laughs> oh God! Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh God! What have you got next? Uh, right. Okay. Um, so I am going to talk a little bit about Gary Newman and the song Cars. Awesome song. Um, yeah, it's, it's and a great I feel song. The, I feel and, I feel the um, most obvious song. Due to the subject, like at air in my car, da, da, na, 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 na. I, I mean, love the, it. The I name of the song brilliant. is just cars, like it fits the the brief, yeah, and it's very much about yeah, cars. And, <laughs> well, no, well, I'll tell you what it is. According to Gary Newman, the song's lyrics were inspired by an incident of road rage, and what he says about it was, "I was in traffic in London, standard, mm-hmm. once had." Um, once had a problem with some people in front. They tried to beat me up and get me out of the car. Wow. So they tried to beat him up before they got him out of the car? They tried to beat me up and get me out of the car. Um, I locked the doors and eventually drove up on the pavement and got away from them. It's kind of to do... What? It was that kind of to do. Um, it explains how you can feel safe inside a car in the modern world 
when you're in it, your whole mentality is different. It's like your own little personal empire with four wheels on it. And I suppose it is yes. actually in my mum car <laughs> when I'm driving around. I certainly feel on top of the world. The bug mobile. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, so it is actually about a car and it's about an incident. And um, so I, I thought it was, a, I, I think I win on the, the kind of, you know, it's about a car. It's about a car transporting you. And an incident in that car. Yeah, no, I, I, th- I, I think I think, think it I think it, most, it hits yeah. the, the brief the most accurately possibly. Although like, actually, bicycle like, bicycle race so. I think also is pretty like exclusively about bicycles equally. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, no, no, supposing about it, <laughs> transport, but the bike song was about a race. That's not what, about. What, so what? Yeah. How does that make it less no, about transport? No, I just, I think it has to be kind of like I don't know to be like the purpose of being transported and not necessarily like a race i just want to win <laughs> not that this was ever supposed to be a competition but now that, now it that is, we've made it a competition which i feel was always inevitable exactly <laughs> it was somehow going to become a competition <laughs> anyway the song was actually um gary newman's debut single hmm. and it was um it was released from his first album the pleasure pinnacle principle Principal, even. The Pleasure Principal. And guess what year that was released in, Kerry? I don't know. 80-something? 1979. Oh, close enough. Oh, the year you were born. <laughs> your favourite year. The year I was born, yeah. And it reached top of the charts in several countries. And um, today's considered sort of a new wave staple. So it was it was like, like it's a, a kind of core example of, of that music movement at that time, a lot of the sort of synth pop stuff and, and sort of very inspirational and, and very innovative for the time. So, um, yeah, so some facts on Gary Newman. On the cover of, and this is nothing to do with cars, <laughs> on the cover of um, Replicas, which is another album, in Newman's non-symmetrical reflection in the window, tucked away in the bottom right-hand corner outside the park is a man in a grey hat and trench coat. This is based on a ghost that Gary Newman and his bass player, Paul, um, saw at Piccadilly Underground Station. Wow. I mean, I think that just sounds like... That sounds like they a, just a saw a man. A coat, yeah. but, <laughs> and yeah. decided it was a ghost but, for some uh, reason. Well, there you go. It was a ghostly figure. Um, okay, so something about Gary Newman that that I'm sure. Well, if you're a fan, you would know this. But I, as much as I thought I was, I knew nothing about him really. Um, so, did you know that he was obsessed with becoming a pilot, and he did a round the world flight in 1982? And it says famous round the world flight, but it's actually. Um, perceived as a bit of a failure there was there was kind of a lot of uh, regular crashes and stop-offs and delays and um the project was ultimately abandoned uh whilst sort of without like no one was really injured um but he was a kind of co-pilot of that i mean they did actually succeed in in the project in the end and the flight was completed but it it, it took quite a long time to do so it's like is it really around the world flight or did you just take a gap year like many students <laughs> and uh 
travel the world, quote right. unquote, of, but end up in Asia and not really go anywhere else. Um, anyway, uh, so regardless of this perception that he couldn't fly, uh, Newman actually became a very successful uh, kind of sought-after pilot, if you like. And he performed in many aerial shows um, and, and wartime recreations wow. in the mid-1980s. It yeah. is, isn't it? So you've got Gary Newman obsessed with, like, wartime reenactments, mm-hmm. and you've got um, Ozzy Osbourne as a train spotter. Love and trains. Yeah. So some of the lyrics from that song, no, no, I feel, didn't, didn't put them I in feel the like I don't feel, I don't feel, here in my car, da, 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 da. <laughs> there you go. I feel like the pilot thing is a bit more rock and roll than the train thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, again, so I, I win <laughs> on, that, on that front. Why not? Go for it. Have it. Have it all. I don't know. Should, should we, should we have some more, some more music? Yeah, go for it. Okay, now I thought, seeing it's transport themed, I would try and find a transport themed song. And to be honest, I didn't really look very far in new music. And I just thought I could just cheat and play Shake and Bake by Bugeye, <laughs> which is our band. Because why or, not shamelessly self promote ourselves? Or Sunday, Monday. Which is about trains. So we've got cars we've to- and we, trains. We, we on totally our album. cashed in on the transport thing, haven't we? We totally have. And you know, if if transport is a theme that um, that that's supposed to secure you a number one hit, then you know, one of those songs need to be our next single. I feel <laughs> that's true. That's totally true. I feel that. So take your pick. I feel, Keza, I feel, I feel that one? following on from talking about cars, I think it's got to be Shake and Bake. All right, okay, so here it is. Um, so Bug Eye are a disco punk band <laughs> from London, a four-piece. You know, it's, um, there's a whole mystery as to why they're called Bug Eye and people keep answering in interviews and, and they never get a straight answer. So so maybe you could write in to rockpoprambles at gmail.com with your suggestions as to what the name really stands for and represents. But in the meantime, here is Shake and Bake.
So that was Shake and Bake by Bug Eye. Our band, our band. And it's from our debut album, uh, which is available on Spotify and all of those those places. It's called Ready Steady Bang, the album. So have a listen. And that song, I mean, not only did it have a car in it, but it also um, touches on the, it's got a plane in it as well. It does have a plane in it as well, you're right. It does have a plane in it. We're all... Actually, it talks about a plane more than a car. We are all over this transport shit. We are, we are. Um, I think, you know, the fact that we're humans in there, there's there's naturally we're going to have walked at some point <laughs> to get on the plane the, yeah, as well. True. So There is walking implied. You know, so I think three, tick. Yep. Boom. Yep. All, all good. All good. Um, I've got, basically, I've got two songs left. And one, I've got one fact about which is mildly interesting, and the other I've got more to talk about. So which one do you want me to do first? Okay. Do do the the um, do right. the quick one, and then do the one you've got more to talk about, and then I can end off on cool. mine. Well, to be fair, this one follows on quite well from yours, because you did Cars, and this one is Chasing Cars okay. by Snow Patrol. Ah, uh, I was going to pick that one. To be honest... It's good that wasn't my last one, it isn't is it? It's like Chasing Cars, Chasing Ch- Cars. <laughs> So chasing cars is chasing cars. <laughs> and um, yeah, to be honest, there's not a lot that's very interesting to learn about the song, except that it was the last song to be performed live on BBC's uh, long running programme, Top of the Pops. Oh, that is, a, is good a good fact. fact. right? So I was like looking. That's a really sad fact I know, I was looking well. through, I was like, oh, there's nothing interesting about this song. And then I read that and I was like, oh, that's super interesting. So yeah, I can't believe that. That was the last song. That is really interesting. I mean, it's like what Kathy was saying, is in that there just isn't any music shows really anymore. And I don't really understand why, because I'd, you know, obviously it's all about me. I'd watch it. <laughs> as long as you'd watch it, that's <laughs> to all make that matters. It just for me. <laughs> I mean, there's. No, but my, but my point, my point is, I think that there is an audience out there to see people performing and have it like a sort of magazine show. Um, like like a revamped top of the pops, just to bring it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you would you would think so, but pres- context, presumably, but... I mean, presumably, it ended because there weren't enough people watching it, and people weren't that interested. Well, the format just got really tired, so. and they didn't really. There's that word again, innovate mm-hmm. with it. They didn't move yeah, for the times. True. It did become quite stale. But, I mean, I suppose um, there's still like Jules Holland, right? Is like sort of the only thing that still happens that's like vaguely close to it yeah i suppose so but even even with that i feel like there's it's just i mean i like jules holland i'm I'm not not gonna say anything bad about jules yeah um but just just as in i suppose there's a lot of like heritage acts sure. that are featured on that show which is which is cool but it's not like a lot of like current New, and I'm not talking about just like top 10 pop. I'm talking about like, you know, I mean, the way the top of pops used to affect the charts was if you appeared on top of the pops, it affected like your chart position. Like if you were a new band that had launched something and you were like top 50, if you appeared on top of the pops, that could be something that really put you in the top 10 after that. And I don't know, it just, yeah, no, totally. You just only have to look back over the types of bands and artists that, that were on there that it wasn't always just the pop. The pop bands. I mean, it was actually interesting fact about Top of the Pops as well was um Bis, the band Bis yeah. that we played with, they were the first and probably the only actually unsigned band 
to ever play wow. Top of the Pops. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you got Have you got any right. more songs? I've got one left. I I I do. Um, I've got absolute classic. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Can you guess what this song is? I'm going to read you the lyrics. I, I, okay, go for it. I had to escape. The city was sticky and cruel. Maybe I should have called you first, but I was dying to get to you. I was dreaming while I drove. Tried not to crash. That's not actually a lyric in there, but I just... I was going to say, this sounds like you getting home the other night on not, your bicycle. Not paying attention. <laughs> Shh. Right. The long, straight road ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could taste your sweet kisses. Your arms open this is wide. Making me deeply uncomfortable. This fever for you is just burning me up inside. I feel like you're like looking into my eyes and saying this, and it's making me deeply uncomfortable. I've I've got my notes, my notes open. I can't. Even I see know, but like you're, right. you're looking at the screen as if you're looking into my eyes right now, and it's 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 not good. Well, yeah. <laughs> do you know what song this is? Uh, is it? Uh, I drove all night. It is. It is. And I do think the chorus is creepy. Actually, I think the whole thing... Well, I think, you know, there's, I certainly, there's this... I certainly kind of, felt with you what, appearing to be staring at me and saying the lyrics, it was definitely creepy. I can vouch Well, the that. whole idea was I was trying to make it a bit a bit, a bit, bit creepy, but not the staring bit because I can't see. <laughs> but, um, but the chorus, I mean, it's like, I drove all night to get to you. Is that all right? Well, probably not. bit... Yeah, the top in it really um and the fact that you didn't even phone me to say you were coming so this is obviously a long distance relationship <laughs> probably like a one night stand and i don't know he's gone through your bag and found your address <laughs> on a, a bill or something but he's drove all night um to get to you and this next one i drove all night crept in your room yeah, literally i mean crept is is creeping woke you from your sleep to make love to you is that all right <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> right. You know, could you imagine? Oh my god! It's like, hi. <laughs> um, I drove all night. Oh, um, okay, okay. Um, is that all right? Um, I, I can't even remember your name. I'm, re- uh, I'm really enjoying the role play situation <laughs> that you're doing right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I've turned, I've turned it into a true crime thing. That this is, this is, yeah, yeah. Um. I, it could it could be a stalker though, right? Yeah. Could be. Um, what in this world keeps us from falling apart? No matter where I go, I hear the beating of our one heart. God, terrifying. It's like you need to stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> but when this came out, it was before the stalker laws were put in place. For fuck's sake! Oh my god, nothing erases this feeling between me and you. Oh god, not even like. <laughs> Off. <laughs> anyway yeah so um but yes the video for this had um oh my god jason Priestley, who was from beverly hills 90210 who was a bit of a sort of james dean sort of stylized character and and kind of followed that through in the video of this of him driving all night um very kind of levi's commercial things but the song was written and composed by um billy steinberg and and tom kelly and they originally recorded the song for um cindy lauper originally that was the song um but it was it was intended for royal spawn 
but she recorded it first. Um, and he recorded it in 1987, which was the year before his death. Um, and his version, but that version was never released. It, that wasn't released until like 1992. Um, but both both versions became top 10 hits on both sides of the Atlantic. So um, really successful. The song has been covered most notably, and I, I kind of I sort of had to stop in my tracks and say this, the song was covered most notably by Celine Dion. Was it? She, it was number one in Canada. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, it, I remember the Royalsbourne version of it. I'm going to say I remember it, like I re- remember it being out and that's the version that I yeah. I know. I didn't know Celine Dion covered it. And then when I was Googling this, um, I came across a site because I typed in again, you know, fun facts. About <laughs> this what? is such an insight into how we do research. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, give me something, give me something, Google. And and the thing that came up was 42 tragic facts about Royalsbourne, the saddest man oh, wow. in rock. But actually, when I read through it, they're not that sad. That they weren't, that, no. It was oh, like he dropped you know, the his Beatles donut once. Opened for him. <laughs> And yeah, he had a hit record. It was like, how is this sad? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, so some of the things on here are, and you can judge whether you think they're really sad or not. Um, so despite the very widespread belief um, that, that he was blind, Royalsbourne wasn't blind. Um, he just liked wearing dark sunglasses on stage because he was actually quite shy. Um, and it kind of almost was like a bit of a a bit of a mask between him Can and the I audience. But he wasn't make a point blind. that's been playing on my mind since you started talking about this in a classic Angela mistake moment. It's not Roy Osborne, it's Roy Orbison. Oh. <laughs> since you started, I've been like, I'm sure that's not right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I, was like, I better check before I correct her. <laughs> but. It is indeed Roy Orbison. It's not Roy Osborne. Fuck it. You know, (laughs) no typing when it goes wrong. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I can't even breathe. I'd love to say that was a deliberately, like, comedic mistake just to get a laugh but it really doesn't beat the one that nobody who listens will know about because you corrected it all but the one where you said the wrong date through an entire episode (laughs) (laughs) and created an alternative universe for artists which i sat through the whole thing going this doesn't make any sense but i don't know why That's the problem with like rushing and doing notes and you go off on a tangent and then you write something down and then um <laughs> so Roy time I'm like, I don't know what Roy Osborne. I was like, am I just confused? I was like, no, I'm sure as it went on, I was like, no, she's definitely wrong. <laughs> oh my god, what a mistake. Roy Orbison. Anyway. The sad, the sad, there is a sad. He had some health problems. <laughs> like a triple heart bypass, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I'm crying. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, maybe we have all some dredging. This is so not interesting for anyone to listen to. It's like, stop Nobody laughing. Nobody else will find this as Just... funny. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to read off the fact. I'm sorry, what was the sad fact about it? It can't, it can't be a sad one. <laughs> it can't be a sad one because it'd be so inappropriate. Um, okay, so... Um, no less than a whopping nine Hollywood films have been titled after Orbison's... <laughs> <laughs> I really was hoping you were going to say that. I just need... <laughs> I just need to not say his name. <laughs> Pretty Woman. <laughs> In Dreams. Um, only the Lonely. And just a few, a few examples of, of that. And actually, the song Pretty Woman... Apparently, he wrote that song in, like, 40 minutes or something, and it was inspired by his wife, who had interrupted a writing session for another song and asked him for some money to go shopping or whatever, and he thought that she looked so beautiful and and, and then suddenly thought, actually, I, I want to write something else right now, and, and that was the song that he wrote. But after his death in 1988, and he was just 55 years old, um, he became the first deceased singer since the one and only Elvis Presley to have ever had two albums hit the top five on the charts at the same time. Interesting. And one <clears throat> of the things which is totally transport related was um, the person <coughs> that cannot be named had a strong fascination with cars as well as machines of all kinds. And in fact, he loved cars so much that if he ever spotted a car he liked heading down the street, he would follow it, approach the driver, and offer to buy it from them on the spot. I feel, <laughs> I feel like between the lyrics of the song and then that fact, he just I just feel like he's a very intense individual. I don't know. He wrote some great songs, and um, they've been covered by a number of people, of which I wish I'd pasted a list in here right now of that, but I didn't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he did die at the age of 55, yeah, which is really not very old at all. So I suppose out of those, like, kind of tragic facts, you know, list that was supposed to be tragic, I mean, that's obviously <laughs> something that's very sad and the fact that he had some health issues over time. But, like, like the 42 tragic facts, like, they just weren't yeah. tragic facts. And if you want to read them for yourself... I will post I will post that link in the show notes. It's uh, from a site called fascinate.com people forward slash facts royals. Interesting. I love it. Right, I've got one more song left to talk about. Go on well, then. when I chose okay. this song, <clears throat> I thought I was making a bit of a tenuous link, but then I looked at the lyrics and I was like, actually, loads of stuff about transport in the song. So it's Paper Planes by MIA which I wanted to do just because okay. I love the song and there's planes in the title. But then I was reading the lyrics and you've got I fly like paper, get high like planes, which is obviously where the name of the song comes from. You've got sometimes I think sitting on trains is also a lyric. And you've got man, mm -hmm. I'm rolling through the city, old school on them big boys, 12 inch woofers in the trunk making big noise. So there's all sorts of transport in the song. You've got planes, you've got trains, you've got cars. So not as tenuous as I first thought. 
MIA basically plays up the stereotype of the idea of a menacing illegal immigrant um, forging documents and threatening violence. So it's one of these songs, it's sort of an irony thing, right? Of like playing up to, to that stereotype yeah. to make a point. Um, and it was inspired by her efforts to enter America on a visa. Um, she's a British citizen of Sri Lankan descent, um, which resulted in months long bureaucratic um, like kind of process. And she sort of attributed the fact that she had to go through all of that to her dark skin and her exotic name which mm. I would attempt to say, but I will do a horrendous job of it, so I'm not going to. Um, so, you know, it's sort of a, a stereotype, isn't it, that people don't really feel like... Um, I think uh, this is a quote from her. So she said that people don't really feel like immigrants or refugees contribute to culture in any way, that they're just leeches that suck from whatever. So in the song, I say, all I want to do is... And then you've got the sound of the gun shooting and the reload and reloading and the cash register opening and take your money um and she said like it's up to you how you want to interpret it and then she said america is so obsessed with money i'm sure they'll get it <laughs> i just think it was like you know um yeah. and a thing i didn't know about the song uh is that musically it's built on a sample of the 1982 clash song straight to hell which also deals with immigration and xenophobia hmm. which i didn't know and i haven't actually had the time to do it yet but i'm gonna go listen to that song to like hear how it sort of relates but yeah, yeah musically that's what it's built on a sample of that which I had no idea which is really cool um and you might notice I've got a bit of an obsession at the moment with censorship since I did that FBI one and like what mentioning it in like the queen yeah. thing and because of the sounds of the gunshots they're sometimes they're censored sometimes um in some venues yeah and so apparently when MIA performed the song on the David Letterman show in September 2007 the shots were replaced with popping noises. Um, and MTV also aired a version without the sound of the gun cocking. Um, and she said in a in a MySpace post that she felt like she was getting bullied on national television. I do, do you not think, and I know that you do agree with me on this, I'm sure you do, that just how ridiculous. Like, okay, so in... So kids can play computer exactly, games right. where they're sh- doing shoot 'em ups, right? Um, you can you can even watch stuff before you know the, as in the UK, which <clears> they're <throat> looking to, you know, there, there's thoughts of maybe even scrapping this. The nine pm watershed, you know, you can have adult content on mm-hmm. after nine pm. I, but you still have like in EastEnders, someone like in in you know. All of these kind of soap operas and things, people with guns well, or having truck yeah. problems, all of this stuff. So you could you could see things in in a, in a kind of storyline. It's just I, it's I, I such mean, a crazy I, train. <laughs> this whole I mean, I would I would probably put it down to I think it has quite a powerful effect in that song. The sound of the the gunshot. It, it's a weird one because it's such like it's used in a way that's actually super catchy, like how it's used in the song. Like okay, um, I I had never before looking at, into this. I'd never really thought much about what the song was about. I just kind of I just have always liked the song for based on how it sounds. If you know what I mean, and I feel like the way that they use the, yeah. the the sound effect of the I mean the the sound effect of the gunshot and the and then it being reloaded and the cash register is part of the chorus. Like it's part of the main hook, if you like the way in which it's used. But it also has quite a powerful effect. I think especially if you then know what it's about. Like there's a certain power to it, and 
I can't help but feel like by censoring it, it's less about actually feeling the need to censor the sound of a gunshot and more about sort of taking away the power of what the song is actually about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then especially to replace it. I don't, the thing is, I don't really understand how you would censor it. Like, I feel like it would just totally ruin that part of the song. Like, uh, if you're going to replace it, whatever, whatever it said, like on like David Letterman, it was replaced with like a popping sound. Well, it just makes well, it yeah, jokes, exactly. That's it? what I mean. It really? just takes away the, the power of what that song is supposed to be about, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit of an odd one, but a great song. Um, and, yeah, a really clever song, I think, in the way it uses those those sound effects. Um, so I feel like sound effects in songs have a tendency to be a bit of a gimmicky thing, right? But it, it's And it's also not just something that's used as a sound effect. Like I say, it's used in a way that's musical that sort of becomes part of the hook in a weird sort of way yeah it's sort of like it replaces words like it and that's what she means when she's saying like Mm -hmm. it's for people to interpret but she was pretty sure that people in america would get it (laughs) that's that that's a really good one to end on actually that that kind of brings it round. like we've laughed we've (laughs) cried we've made mistakes and regretted it i'm Um, so happy that that happened and it's too much of a big part of the show that I can't no. edit it out. You can probably cut down um, the length of time for which we were laughing because that was a long time. Yeah. Now that you've said that, I can't though because people got a bit of edited there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But yeah, to sum up, songs about transport, the way forwards. Songs about transport, yeah. So if you want to hit single, write about a car or actually, seeing we're talking about being, you know, being an innovator, why not pick a mode of transport. Well, that's what I was. I was just wondering. About, like a yeah. Segway. Segway was totally what like I was that. thinking too. Maybe we need to write a song about segways. Although I don't think they're making. I think segways are done. I don't think they're making them anymore. I think they were always a bit of a hazard in life. But did you know that the the inventor went off, like took himself off yeah. the edge of a cliff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On this is what those. I mean. Exactly. Like they're like super dangerous, which is why they never took off. Me and um, Paula. When um, Segway oh racing in, in some woods, <laughs> which which Paula is so light and little, she couldn't get it to move <laughs> forward for ages. So I was off at 12 miles an hour, speeding around at 12 miles an hour around these woods. And our friend Caroline did. I mean, I almost came off. I was going to say, I, I'm amazed you're still here. Because <laughs> she, well, she hit, she hit like a kind of root in a tree I did this spectacular <laughs> flip oh off God. this thing into loads <laughs> of mud, right? And and Car- our friend Caroline, being Caroline, like was just like she was just like in these like heeled <laughs> boots and looking like she was going to like some sort of like posh f- flipping cocktail bar to have a drink. It's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> we're, we're... Yeah, so. I was laughing so much. I nearly, I nearly crashed mine. But, um, but like this evening, I was a winner. <laughs> just I had won. to bring it back to that. I noticed. <laughs> yep, I had to bring it back. Always about links, Kerry. So, like the day I won the Segway race, um, you, what, you, you, you won, I, you won I the win. transport podcast, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> I win. I never win anything. I'm winning this. <laughs> I feel like when we talked about the idea of doing this the yesterday, we had a point that we wanted to make and I can't remember what it was. I think it was about how transport is 
is yeah. changing, like how we view transport and, and what we spend our time doing. So, for example, like, you know, um, I haven't mm-hmm. gotten on the tube. I'm, like, cycling and I'm walking more and, and people are just, like, actually looking at things that are more of a – that you get something out of. And I don't think anyone ever got anything other than obviously getting to work to earn money, but, like – being stuck in like a a, a tube with someone's <laughs> armpit in your face yeah. is not no, a good use of not. your time. And working from home, if you can work from home, then you you know why not? And actually use your time in in better ways. And yes, it does sometimes take more time to to cycle and and walk places. But um, but we're not going five hundred no, miles, are we? Really, we're going you know a couple of miles and. It means you tie your exercise into your day and it's it's healthier, it's nicer. And I suppose, you know, the improvement of the environment with, you know, fewer flights and should we be travelling um, the amount that, that we used we used to, um, we could. It's, it's like with lots of things, we can, yeah. but should no, we? I th- like with everything, single-use plastic, driving your car to the corner shop just because there's a little bit of rain. You can, yeah. but should you? Yeah, no, really? and, and I you really know? hope that some and of I, these things yeah. are like a positive that will will stick as a result of this mostly negative situation, right, that we're in. But hopefully, I think one positive that can come out of it and hopefully will is, like you said, just a, an adjusted attitude towards transport, towards working habits, about whether it's necessary for people to commute every day. People, yeah, being more open to to cycling instead of um you know driving or taking the tube or the bus or whatever um walking more I'm a big advocate for walking more maybe not 500 miles to raise money for our album but walking more in general anyway I do I do I do think that before we ramble too much too late um we should we should end the show <laughs> um, right now ready steady bang right okay um thank you so much for listening um i'm always uh quite overwhelmed when i look at the numbers each week and and see that that people who are not our friends um are listening really um because i never really expected it to to kind of go that way necessarily um, so thank you, everyone. It really does. Your, your your ears mean a lot to us, actually, and uh, makes all of this worthwhile. And anyone that's ever made a recommendation for, for new music and, and things like this or just email to say hi, you can do so at rockpoprambles at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at Bug Eye Band or Facebook at Bug Eye Music. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for being awesome and putting up with with our inaccuracies and yeah. bullshit. Have, listen listen and, closely uh, and see what yeah. other mistakes Angela made and let us know. And then do a poll and vote for your favourite mistake. <laughs> I feel like you're stump- You're trying to turn this or into create- a way for you to win or, something again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but my mistake was the favourite one, not yours. <laughs> okay, people, over and out.